Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is in our midst. Good morning. And for those of you who are guests today, we have been going through the entire liturgy bit by bit in chronological order, examining the liturgy and seeing what it means and then kind of unpacking what's going on. And at the moment, we are talking about communion and specifically the communion hymns. And you may not be aware, but there's a different communion hymn for every day of the week. On Sundays, we hear the communion hymn we're familiar with because that's the communion hymn for Sunday and for the resurrection. But every other day of the week has a different theme or person or event that is commemorated. Sunday, of course, is the day of the resurrection. Monday is the day of the angels. Tuesday is the day of St. John the Baptist. Wednesday is the day of the Theotokos and of the cross. Thursday is the day of the apostles and St. Nicholas. Friday is the day of the cross. Saturday is the day of the dead. And so each one of these themes shows up in the communion hymn of that particular day. And today we're going to focus on the communion hymn of Thursday, the day of the apostles in St. Nicholas. And by the way, we commemorate St. Nicholas because the apostles handed down to the church to the bishops. And St. Nicholas is held up as the exemplar of what it means to be a bishop. So the communion hymn for Thursdays is, their proclamation went forth into all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. And of course, in context of the apostles, this makes sense because they went literally all over the world, as far west as Spain and Britain, and as far east as India, in that first generation of Christians to spread the gospel. So their voice was heard all over the world. But here's the interesting bit. This verse comes from Psalm 1819. And whenever you hear me quote a psalm number, and there's two numbers, it's because the Masoretic text and the Septuagint text use different numberings on the psalms. And oftentimes when you see some source from an Orthodox father and they call out a number, it's usually from the Septuagint. And if you hear or read somebody from the Western churches, they will usually use the Masoretic. And I let everybody know both numbers. So Psalm 18, 19. The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament shows the creation of his hands. Day to day utters speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voices are not heard. Their proclamation went forth into all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. So here in the psalm, the speaker of these words are not the apostles, but creation itself. Now, I've talked about this before because we've quoted this psalm before and this verse before. And in this particular case, we, as the faithful, give voice to the creation that God intends to save. So anytime we see in the psalms, in the scriptures, or in the hymns of the church, we give voice to creation. The rivers cry out, the trees 
are joyful. The Son gives praise to God through us. Now, the second part of this psalm talks about the law. The law of the Lord is blameless, converting souls. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making children wise. And it goes on and tells us all of the blessings of the law. But here's something interesting. One of those apostles that we are remembering on Thursdays is Paul. And in today's epistle reading, he tells us, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So he's telling us that this law that is being lauded and saying is so great in this psalm does not save us. It is good to follow the law. The law tells us of our relationship with God, but the law itself cannot save us. And indeed, the psalm goes on to say, who will understand his transgressions? It is impossible for mankind, for any human being on the face of the planet to ever be able to fully fulfill the law. Because every single day, each and every one of us sins. And therefore, the law can only judge us sinners. It cannot save us. So the, the psalm goes on to say in its final third, Cleanse me from hidden sins and spare your servant from unnatural sins. If they have no dominion over me, then I shall be blameless and I shall be cleansed from great sin. The person who saves us from sin is God, not us, not the law. Just as Paul says, through faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ, not by works of the law. The law doesn't save us, Christ saves us. And we are saying all of this in context of communion, that when we partake of the body and blood of Christ. We are united to the one person in all of human history that perfectly fulfilled the law. And he perfectly fulfilled that law for us so that through his humanity and sharing his humanity with us, that through him, the law is perfected in us. That we and all of our sins are cleansed, removed when we partake of the body and the blood of Christ. Cleanse me from hidden sins and spare your servant from unnatural sins. If they have no dominion over me, then I shall be blameless and I shall be cleansed from great sin. And the priest, when he is giving you communion, says, the body and blood of Jesus Christ is given to you, the servant of God, for the remission of sins. So the presence of God himself in the person of Jesus Christ in you unites your human nature to the divine where there is no sin. In that singular moment, sin cannot exist in you because you are one with God. And sin is a separation from God. Anything we do or think that leads us away from God is sin because we separate ourselves from God. But in that moment where we are offered the very body and blood of Christ, when we partake, the very divine nature of, of, of Christ is, is here on our lips, uniting us to him, entering into us so that there is no separation between us and God, that sin has been removed, sin has been forgiven, and as this, again, as the psalm says, 
I shall be cleansed from great sin. So we, as Orthodox Christians, are called to go forth into all the earth and proclaim this truth, not only for creation itself, not only to give voice to those parts of creation that have no voice, but to proclaim the truth that sin has been forgiven, that there is a path towards salvation where there is a loving God that went to the cross for us so that his eternal divine life might be given to us. Not in some far off distant space in time, but in the here and the now. Right now, Christ has forgiven the greatest of sins through the partaking of his body and his blood. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, now and forever and to the ages of ages.